Hey, what's up, everybody? You're listening to the Enterprise Architecture Radio. If you're thinking about organizational complexity and agility, if you're concerned about operational efficiencies and thinking of taking it to the next level, if managing innovation is one of your priorities, you've come to the right place. On this podcast, we talk about all of that and more. It's a jungle out there, and we'll attempt to navigate this jungle of frameworks, methods, and most importantly, enterprise architecture in practice. One thing that I've noticed when we are hiring enterprise architects, we focus too much on technical skills. We interview the candidate for all the experiences that the person has had, whether it's programming or infrastructure or project management or design or what have you. But we don't focus too much on soft skills. And this is one of the things that's absolutely essential within enterprise architects. Now, I'm not going to focus on technical skills today because, well, in most cases, we do know what we're really looking for because that is already described in the job description as to what the enterprise architect is supposed to be doing. But the one thing that we do not give enough focus to is soft skills. So let's talk about that a little bit. Now, high level, I have about five or six soft skills that I will focus on. First is communication, second is leadership, third is analytical thinking, fourth is problem solving and decision making, five is adaptability, six is collaboration, and seven is business acumen. Let's start with communication and let's break it down further. What is communication? I break down communication into six different categories. There's listening, reading, writing, speaking and articulation, PowerPoint and presentation. And then I'll talk a little bit about design and model. Let's start with listening. Obviously, this is one of the most important skills for an enterprise architect. The architect needs to listen to the stakeholder requirements. They need to listen to the implementation partners. They need to listen to various people within the organization to be able to come up with a good design to be able to do their job well. When you listen to someone, the one thing that we need to do is to keep all our ego, all our experiences, all our technical skills aside and just listen. Blank your mind and listen to what the other person is saying. This is not only necessary from an enterprise architecture or architecture or IT professional or business professional point of view, but even as a human being, it's important that you listen. The next thing that comes is reading. Now, while reading a book is absolutely important for enterprise architects from a continuous learning standpoint, an enterprise architect constantly needs to keep upgrading their skills. And I'm not just talking about technical skills like artificial intelligence, machine learning, data analytics, etc., etc. I'm also talking about new paradigms, new mind shifts, new Uh, shifts in the way business is being done, all of that. Reading gives you an absolutely new perspective about things uh, as they evolve. So there's that. But there's also something absolutely basic, such as being able to read an SOW line by line and then being able to analyze the impact of each line within the SOW, what it would mean, and 
how you're going to be able to execute the contract once it's in motion. So reading is an important skill when it comes to communication. And then we have writing, writing emails, writing contractual documents, writing so that you can articulate yourself. Now, immediately after writing, uh, the next topic is speaking and articulation, and they are sort of mixed together. Writing and speaking are both related to articulation, whether it's a communication one-on-one or whether you're talking to leaders or whether you're talking to a large audience to help them understand what you're trying to do or or you're talking to delivery partners to help them understand what needs to be implemented. Being able to articulate yourself is an extremely powerful skill. And I see less and less of that lately. I mean, I've interviewed people with exceptional technical skills, and you can completely rely on them when it comes to doing their job. But after doing their job, being able to explain what they've done and why they have done it is an entirely different matter. And Less and less importance is being given to articulation lately is what I feel. And it's not just being able to explain what you've done. Most of the cases, enterprise architecture capabilities and enterprise architecture efforts fail because the leadership team is not able to understand the value that the enterprise architecture capability drives. And being able to articulate how you have driven value to the organization, how you've made an impact at the top line or the bottom line of the organization is absolutely essential for any architect. And then a little bit technical skills, PowerPoint and presentation. Now, this is something that is not taken seriously enough by architects. People think that there's a lot of joking around PowerPoints as well. You know, we've studied enterprise architecture, we've studied engineering, we've done all these um, um, high-end education and you know, 15, 18 years of experience and uh, written software, built infrastructure, developed data centers, went through major transformations. And ultimately, people say it boils down to a presentation. And it's right, presentation is again all about articulation, being able to uh, tell your stakeholders how all the work that you've done drives value to the organization because unless you are able to articulate that properly, you would eventually lose your funding. And it's not just good-looking PowerPoint presentations or, um, or, or having amazing design skills. It is also understanding who your stakeholders are, who the, your audience is, and being able to design the PowerPoint presentation in such a way that it has information that is relevant to your audience and shown in a way that the person is able to consume that information and understand the value of it. Now, there are a number of trainings that are available on PowerPoint presentations, and I see that most of them focus on um, on, on good design and making it good-looking, and it's not, while aesthetics are a very important part of presentation, I feel that having simple PowerPoint presentations helps quite a lot. Making them too busy complicates things, does not represent what you are trying to say well. So now let's talk about one of the absolute core skills that is required by an architect, and that is design and modeling. Now, you must have heard the saying that all models are wrong, but some of them are useful. It's a very interesting quote. Uh, If you think about it, all the models are wrong, right? When you build a model, 
what we really do is we abstract information about the system. Let's assume that anything that we are trying to build is a system. A construction architect builds a house. The house is a system. An infrastructure architect builds infrastructure so that it can host applications. Let's assume that that infrastructure is a system. When you're building a model, when you're designing your system, what is it that you're really trying to do? You're really creating a cheap version of the system so that you can show your stakeholder that this is what we are building. Does it meet your requirements? Are you happy with what we are going to be building? Because the only model that is absolutely accurate from every single perspective is the system itself. When a construction architect builds a model, let's say it's a cardboard model of the house, what he's really doing is he's creating a cheap version of the house itself. Because if I build the house, and after that, if the stakeholder says that, no, 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 I don't like this house, I need one more room or one less room, or this room needs to be, this room needs to be bigger, we will have to break the house down and that is very, very expensive. So what we do is we build a cardboard model, we build a perspective diagram, we build a layout diagram and show the stakeholder that this is how the house is going to look like. It's a very, very cheap version that abstracts most of the details of the house, but only shows what the stakeholder is interested in to ensure that the system is going to meet the requirements. It's the same with enterprise architecture, it's the same with infrastructure architecture, it's the same with software design, everything, right? We build models to show the stakeholder a cheaper version of the actual thing so that they can confirm that the system that we are going to be building is going to meet their requirements before we start making the investments on the construction of the system. It is a communication skill if you really think about it. Modeling and design really is a communication skill where we are trying to communicate with the stakeholder that this is what we are going to be building. And, and being able to articulate that is something that's very, very important for architects. Now, let's come to other skills besides communication. The second skill that I would like to take after communication is leadership. Now, architects have to, in most cases, lead without authority, right? They work with implementation partners. They work with uh, other solution architects. They work with uh, stakeholders. They work with so many other people that they may not have direct authority over. So an architect needs to build the capability to lead these people that they don't have authority over and get them to the ultimate destination, get them to be able to deliver a solution that ultimately meets the business objectives. But it's not just that. Architects work with multiple stakeholders from time to time and different stakeholders have different business objectives. There are many leaders within the organization and the architect needs to work with all of them and understand all the requirements uh, that different stakeholders have. And from time to time, there is conflicts between the stakeholder requirements. So being able to understand the leadership's requirements and being able to prioritize and and uh, resolve these conflicts between uh, requirements is also a leadership skill that an architect must have. After that, we come to analytical thinking. Architects work with leaders again, and there are complex business and technical requirements. From time to time, they have to understand these complex requirements and come up with solutions that are 
either multifaceted or solutions that solve multiple business problems and so on and so forth. So analytical thinking is something that's very important for architects. This is combined with problem solving and decision making, which is the next skill after analytical thinking. Architects need to be systematic about how they solve a problem and they need to be creative as well. They need to come up with creative ideas about how complex business problems can be solved. And then we have adaptability. We know that the technology environment and the business environment is constantly changing. There are new uh, mindsets that are coming in. There are new paradigm shifts that are coming in. There are new technologies that are coming in. There are new ways of business happening as we go along. And, and, and the architect needs to be adaptable to all of this. The architect needs to adjust and accept and, and, and shift their mindset to accommodate all these changes that are happening in the business environment. I would also like to talk about organizational fatigue. If you notice, businesses these days are going from one transformation into the other. One transformation happens, a new CIO comes in, has a different idea about how the organization should be run again, and immediately launches another transformation. And it may not just be a new leader coming in, but it might be a paradigm shift in the business, for example, or a new concept coming in, or a new business requirement that comes in, or it could be a cost-cutting venture, or it could be a, a top-line venture, or what have you. But the organization goes from one transformation into another, each transformation running into a couple of years, and, and people generally get tired of going from one transformation into the other. So I want to talk about stamina, right? The stamina, the adaptability stamina of architects needs to be exceptionally high because they can't get tired. With a brief period of rest in between two transformations, they should be able to prepare themselves for the immediate next transformation that's coming along. The next one is collaboration. An enterprise architect cannot function without being able to collaborate with multiple uh, stakeholders, multiple um, people, multiple teams, multiple organizations. They may have to collaborate with delivery partners. They may have to collaborate with um, regulatory bodies. They may have to collaborate with various teams within the organization to be able to deliver a holistic solution. And finally, business acumen, being able to understand the business objectives, possessing a deep understanding of the business goals, industry context, and operational processes. Uh, business acumen allows you to align technical solutions with strategic objectives. How do we meet the objectives using technology? A classic example that I usually give is, it's very difficult for a business stakeholder to come into the technology domain and ask for a technology solution. But it's easier for a technology specialist to go into the business, understand the business objectives and provide a technology solution. So architects need to have that business acumen to be able to understand how technology can deliver a fantastic business solution, especially when it comes to uh, identifying opportunities for innovation and, and, of course, articulating the value that that particular innovation can drive for the business. So those are the soft skills I think that architects should have uh, to be successful. I'm sure you think that I've missed a few or uh, you have a different idea or opinion about it. Feel free to talk to me about it. That's all I have for you today, folks. I hope you enjoy the show. More about organizational agility, innovation and enterprise architecture in the practical world, in the business, right here on the show. 
But before I end the show, I want you to help me out with this one little thing. Pause the show and share this podcast via WhatsApp or text message with at least one person who might be interested in the show. It could be anyone, your colleague, your boss, someone in your team. That's all I ask. Just one share with one message via text or WhatsApp or any social media of your choice. And it would go a long way in supporting this podcast and growing this listener base. Also, please don't forget to follow the podcast. That way, you'll get notified when we publish a new episode. If you want to find out more about us, you can find us at enterprisearchitectureradio.com. If you have ideas, thoughts, disagreements, please feel free to write to me directly. Uh, we also have a Telegram group if you would like to contribute to the EA discussions or what have you. Just search for Enterprise Architecture Radio on Telegram. Or the URL to join the group is https colon slash t.me slash enterprise architecture radio. While our contact details are there in the show notes, we are very easy to find. Just search for Enterprise Architecture Radio anywhere. Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, even Discord. Once again, I hope you had fun and I'll see you in the next one.